three, two, one. Hello, everyone. I'm Max Martinez. I'm Clay Stalzer. I'm Paul Peterson. And we are going to be discussing uh, our last canto, or one of the last cantos, Canto 33 of Dante's Inferno. So pretty much, Dante and Virgo are passing through the ninth circle of hell, which is the last circle. And in Canto 33, they pass. I mean, Canto 3, they pass through two of four rings. The second ring is known as Antonora. Later on, Dante and Virgil travel to the third ring called Tolomia. Sorry if I pronounce those incorrectly. And some major characters are obviously Dante and Virgil. And some characters that we're going to be uh, discussing are, are perhaps uh, Count Ugolino, who is a sinner trapped in hell, Archbishop, who is the meal of uh, Ugolino, who we will discuss later on. And a couple other characters we will uh, discuss once we approach them. So, Paul, you would right, like to discuss so, uh, a summary? An overview of this uh, Canto 33. Upon meeting uh, Count Ugolino, Dante sees him uh, gnawing at the head of the archbishop. And as they talk, uh, Dante learns that Ugolino was imprisoned for treason along with his uh, four sons and his grandsons. And uh, the archbishop denies them food, so the sons die of starvation. So Ugolino is overcome by grief and uh, supposedly dies as well. And just like a little bit more, an overview, like moving beyond the uh, Ugolino, Dante and Virgil find uh, these two people, Fra Alberigo and Branca. Am I pronounced that wrong? It's good enough. But both of the men who are uh, live on Earth, like they both live on Earth, but their souls are pretty much taken over by these like uh, demons. And they lay on uh, the, this, like, freezing ice in hell. And the terrain is so cold that even when they uh, weep from the, their tears, it, like, freezes immediately. And, yes, this, like, lake serves as, like, the lake serves as the prison, pretty much. Okay. So, for the readers, that, I mean, for the listeners that are listening to us, um, the sin in this uh, circle is pretty much traitor against uh, thigh neighbor, guest, or host. And the punishment they are... Um, pun- being punished with is laying on a frozen ice forever, and just the, just the neck up, they're pretty much being seen, and this is how Dante like identifies most of the uh, sinners in this circle. So, Paul, I would like to ask this question in regards of uh, to you. Yes. So, throughout hell, um, Dante is uh, going most commonly through fire. Yes, but in this circle specifically. Ice is symbolized as like a cold heart acts of these sinners. So yes. why did Dante choose ice specifically as his punishment rather than like, you know, being like tortured or burned or something well, like that? Was he you know, said, along those lines. Hell is commonly related with fire, right? So okay. and like ice symbolizes cold obviously. And like heaven is supposed to be like known for like it's like warm and it's like comfort right okay so this is like like the opposite of comfort inside ice and stuff but why did he choose ice for yeah, the but, very last so circle? like those are just like implications that you're stating to be true like i don't i don't know that i necessarily agree with that per se like i don't really think that warm <coughs> like, i understand the the why you would describe it as that because yeah. usually warm is more comforting and cold would be uncomfortable yeah. but how and why would temperature be related to how people perceive the world around them like why would they be in the middle of hell and it'd be an entire ice lake because ice is you know cold is perceived as bad 
I would say most of the time cold is like bad and pretty, okay. yeah so pretty much this symbolizes them being trapped in this ice that like they're being they're being this is like their punishment is being a traitor right mm-hmm. so you're saying why does this traitor like relate to ice right yeah why or why are they specifically yeah, in you a didn't lake of ice why can't they just throw them in a lake of fire how is that why ice here? yeah because they're the traitor they'll be trapped there forever pretty much inside stuck inside this ice like well, this yeah but they're, they're trapped in hell anyways and and like even more relevant is like these two souls aren't even dead like they're still walking on earth and that you yeah, talk about just their souls Freya and was it bronchia or whatever the other one was yeah. um, it's like just their souls are in hell and now their souls are living in this state of uncomfortability so why is it that they choose to put them in a lake of ice and make them into this uncomfortable state. Why is that a worthy punishment for what they did? How does that relate to what what they're being prosecuted for? So, as like a traitor, right? As a traitor, they're because they have traitors. Well, yeah, traitor to what was it? The state this, or what? What did it say? What was the exact definition for their punishments? Um, it was the. Um, it was um. Traders Trader against, against thy neighbor, yep. guest, or host. Okay. Yes, trading. So why is that a fitting... Why is the Lake of Ice a fitting punishment for that, for being a traitor against the neighbor, guest, or host? Because if you're a traitor... I mean, the other one, obviously, if you were a thief, you were punished by, like, those snakes, like, crawling around you. Mm-hmm. Which is very opposite compared to this one, which is, like, being frozen in ice. Okay. And I think this is more... What would you guys say is more significant? Being a thief or being a traitor? Well, I think it's all... Personally. It's, it's all, in Dante's opinion. It's perspective-based. No, it has nothing yeah, to in do... In Dante's opinion, what do you guys think? Well, it's, is, again, perspective-based. We, we don't know what Dante's thinking. We, we, like, we can only assume that this one would be deemed worse because it's later in the book, but... Again, like, we gotta go back to, like, the actual question, Paul. It's like, why is it significant that they're going to be put into a lake of ice because they are traitors against the neighbor guest or host how why aren't they just you know why aren't they just wrapped up in snakes like the thieves why is it why is he specifically telling it in this way so maybe because like traitors you know they want to trap traitors and like i feel like they're more i feel like the that no this that sin of being like wrapped around in the snake is more free than just being trapped in ice and not being able to move anything. Okay, but so, like, let's wrap this up. Okay, okay yeah. so, 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 what I think, because yeah, I'm sure you're going to I want to hear your opinion. Yeah, yeah. so, for me personally, it makes sense that they would be put into a lake of ice because it's, the sin is talking about it's a traitor against the neighbor, the guest, or host. Well, if you're a neighbor or a host, what do you tend to be doing? when people come into your house you're trying to make them comfortable you're trying to make them feel welcome well if it's if we're going along your ideology which is heaven is comforting and hell is uncomforting then and we're going against the same ideology that warmth is comforting and cold is uncomforting if a host is trying to make their guest as comfortable as they can be then the guest goes against them and like kills them for example which is what was what happened in this canto then i think it's worthy or i think it's it's right or righteous to put that person in the exact opposite state that they were because the host is trying to open up to the guest, and they're trying to make sure that the guest feels comfortable. The guest goes against that and makes the host the most uncomfortable they yeah. can be by yeah. committing an act of murder or anything along the lines. Yeah. So for me, it seems fitting that 
they would want to punish them with uncomfortability because they their sin was sinning against someone who tried to make them comfortable. So it's kind of like a, an eye for an eye. It's the same thing with the thieves in the, in the last canto that we discussed. The same thing. It's they, the thieves are stealing something physical, so Dante's stealing their free will, which in, in his eyes is the most relevant or the most important thing to have. Yeah, can I add on to something mm-hmm. what you're saying? So I think this is best fit, fitting because not only – I think Dante wants to show that these sinners are so, so far away from God's warmth. Okay. In heaven. And he picked I specifically because he wants to show that, okay, this is the very last part. I mean, it's like the worst of the worst of the sins in hell. So he wants to show, and yeah, he pretty much wants to show the us readers that they're so far away from God's warmth that it's unreachable. That's why they're trapped in this block of ice, and only their heads are showing, and their eyes are closed, and their eyelids are pretty much cold shot they can't open them mm-hmm. you know so i just and they're pretty much crying uh ice as well so i just think that's why he picked ice instead of okay fire that whatnot. yeah that's that punishment definitely seems justified in that manner but do we want to pose another question or do we want to try to further this one uh i think we should pose another question paul do you have any questions specifically about like yugalino who is pretty much a significant part uh, of the story yes 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 um I want to... Let's hear a question from you. Ugolino? Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll pose it to Paul. Okay, we'll pose it no, to Paul. No, pose it to Clay. <laughs> oh, we just... We just oh, I know, you posed your you first just question. Asked, that <laughs> entire discussion was about ice and hell. So All you right, pose the question on him first. Take, take it easy. Okay. All the questions. For the reader, me. I mean, for the listeners that don't know who... <laughs> Ugolino is. I have an article on JSTOR, and it's about... Uh, the article's name is The Transformation of Dante's Ugolino. <laughs> So here's like a little snippet of who he is. So, or like what Dante perceived of who he is in this text. So on the first page of, I mean, on the 92nd page on this text, it says in the first round of the ninth and lowest circle of hell that one of the traitors Dante sees two spirits pent in the ice, one of whom is devouring the heads of the others. He inquires what sins had earned the punishment of enduring and inflicting cannibalism throughout eternity. The eater lifts his head from the ghastly meal wipes his lips on the victim's hair and tells his story and the story is pretty much um a man named archbishop locked him and his three sons in a tower to starve to death and this sin that he's doing and he's pretty much gnawing at the man's face in which that they are um being i lost train of thought i'm sorry (laughs) Okay, but anyways, so my question is, why do these, why do these sinners, like, why do you think Dante mentions um, in the story while he's like saying this, the gnawing of hands? And do you guys think that, um, and this is like a question I think everyone wants to know. Do you think that um, Dante, I mean not Dante, um, Ugolino, um, actually ate his sons, and that's why he is in hell gnawing at this man? Or do you think that he just starved to death? Well, why did they get locked up in the first place? Doesn't say. It didn't really say. He just told his story to feel sympathy. So Dante could feel sympathy for him, in which Dante doesn't. So it just says what 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 it, what he did. It gave like a brief story. Mm. He was just thrown in. Pr- this was like a prison. He was just thrown in prison. Could you repeat your question one more time? So, in the text, it pretty much said that, um... 
what's it called? His, um, Ugolina started gnawing at his hands once mm-hmm. he started getting hungry, and his three sons pretty much asked him, I mean, pretty much saw this as, like, um, sympathy. So they pretty, so yeah. he pretty much, so they, like offered they, them they, they all, he, yeah. yeah, the sons offered him to eat him, to eat the three sons, you know? The sons offered themselves up to be eaten? Yes. Okay. So, so my question was, do you think he actually did these acts? And that's why he is gnawing at the face of Archbishop. Um, well, particularly, like, how is it relevant? Because, like, you said, you said yourself, like, Dante created this story to draw sympathy for him right yeah so if he's supposed to supposedly drawing sympathy or sim sympathy for him like why is he drawing sympathy in the first place why does dante feel the need to paint this portrayal of this character in that way because i don't know because i don't know like honestly that's that's the answer for me is i don't know why he thought it was the way he thought but do you think that why would dante portray him in this sense if if, cause like, is that a is that a quote from a summary that you wrote, or is that a quote from the text specifically? Um, from the summary that I wrote. Okay, so in your interpretation, like, why why do you think that Dante would portray him to have this backstory of sympathy? Like, why do you think the sympathy part of it is relevant? Cause I don't know the answer to your question. Why do I think the sympathy part... Yeah, why do you think he would, like, draw the backstory for this character and, like, try to create some sympathy, like you were saying? Like, why do you think Dante would do that at all? Hmm. Like, why does this character need sympathy? If he's supposed supposedly, like... So, okay, so I'm Wait, also... Wait, I think low... I know what you're saying. I okay. think I know what you're saying. So, like, I think that Dante... Because, like, no one knows, like... Because, like, in the text, it said that um, Dante... Like, doesn't really like this guy, you mm-hmm. know, that he thinks that this is, like, the worst sin to do, cannibalism and whatnot, because he thinks that, because his sons are also in hell, and he thinks that his sons don't belo- don't deserve to be in hell but with him. is cannibalism the sin, or is it the traitors of guests, hosts, and neighbors? It's, it's the traitors, guests, hosts, and neighbors. So, is eating someone being considered a traitor of a neighbor is that what that steaming it as i think i think yeah i would agree with you so then i feel like we could pose the question as well like why is cannibalism deemed as betraying someone like how is that in any sense like how why is it like that like how is just because like Dante is a very, like, specific set of ideologies that he abides by, and he has, like, a, a certain set of rules that he, he thinks certain sins are much worse than others, and I think that we've come to find that in our daily thinking, like, we don't always align with it. Like, you know, I think murder and I think rape was, like, one of the first few ones that we got into, and now we're in the very end of it, and now it's talking about tra- uh, betraying your neighbors or your hosts or your guests, so... Why is this punishment deemed where it's at? Why is this punishment so significant? And then, I think it would be relevant to ask, why is cannibalism itself re- or deemed so badly in Dante's mind? Like, why does Dante have these viewpoints? And that this is open-ended to anyone. Well, I don't think that the cannibalism... He did, I don't think he, like, wants to, like, say that, oh, my God, cannibalism is bad. I just think that he wants... I think Ugolino was mentioned in this text because Dante feels sympathy for his three sons who don't deserve to be in hell. Okay, but 
this guy's like eat, eat like what you're describing is like this guy's eating the heads of the people who are frozen right yeah so he's eating no he's just eating archbishop just the archbishop yeah is he frozen as well on the lake yeah um archbishop, I'm pretty sure. is so he? how yeah, is this guy was the guy who's not so like i understand in dante's sense that that's supposed to be like payback for him getting yeah. locked up in earth but like in dante's eyes how do you guys think it's relevant that this guy is where he is in the circle like why does dante deem his betrayal in the past world so badly like why does Dante think that well I don't think he like I don't think it's so much about the cannibalism part no I'm saying the betrayal why is because that's the reason that he's here in the first yeah, the place. betrayal part so why is Dante deeming the fact that por- that betrayal is so much worse than anything because this is one of the last contos like, yeah but this is just before that he sees the people that are frozen in the lake okay but wouldn't it but how is it relevant where Dante to, puts these people? So like, why, why is, is it relevant that he put them where the frozen people are? Yeah, like what, like this late into the canto, like this far in, like why is he deeming like this to be one of those kinds of punishments? I think this punishment is more fit for Archbishop, in my opinion, that he's trying yeah. not focus so much on Ugolino. He's trying to focus on Archbishop who betrayed Ugolino by trapping his sons in the towers. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's best fitting because, for one... He made him and his three sons starve in hell. I mean, starve in uh, in the tower for so for like till they died. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's more focused on Archbishop rather than Ugolino. I think Ugolino was mentioned, so he uh, so um, his three sons can get kind of get like reassurance that they don't belong in here and whatnot. Okay, I mean that makes sense to me. That's just my opinion. Yeah, Paul, do you have an input? No, I agree with you. Okay. <laughs> All right, I have another question kind of relating to this uh, topic. Okay. Is uh, why does Ugolino, what does he mean when he says that hunger proved more powerful than grief? What page is that on? I believe that's the uh, first or second page? Second or third. Can you repeat the uh, quotation? Then hunger proved more powerful than grief. Then hunger proved more powerful than grief. Can you find it? Yeah, I can't find it. Yeah, I can't find it either. Paul, where did you see that quote? Making things up, man. I was looking at the wrong content. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, well, if you can find it, Paul, good for you. But if you can't, don't make a deal. But let's not discuss that because I can't find that quote as well. But anyways, in the text... Um, I have like a thing. Um, they kind of foreshadowed a wind in the text. Okay. Where do you want to give a quote for that? Okay, I'll try to find it. I'm still trying to find Paul's quote. Yeah, me too. Okay, here it is. But for my. So on page 227 on Constant 33, it says, he, this, is, this is Dante asking Virgil this. He's like, still it appeared to me. I felt some wind. Whence I, my master, who sets this in motion, is not below here, every vapor quenched. 
whence he to me? Full soon shalt thou be where thine eye shall answer make to thee of this, seeing the cause which raneth the down of the blast. So why does, so Virgil's pretty much saying that the answer will soon, soon be to come, I think. So my question is, what is so significant about this wind that it's brief, but it seems pretty significant? Because why would Dante mention this wind that's approaching? Because again, this is the second and last canto in the text. So, do you think this is foreshadowing foreshadowing of what's okay. going to happen in Canto 34? So, here we go. So, it says, In those times, people used to believe that wind is caused by swamp vamp vampires. Interesting. Thus, this is seemingly a strange remark. Um, so, the Canto itself is saying that it's a bit out of place. I think we got to do some do a little research and find what a swamp vampirer is. I do not know. And then, V-A-P... O U R S. Va oh, vapors. Is this supposed to be vapors? I think so. Is that how you spell vapor? Oh, that's like an old. Okay, swamp vapor. Definition. So, how is this swamp vapor relevant into the. Or I US? It's more simple. The wind? Like the, the significance of this wind. I think it says, like. Maybe because, you know, how it's cold in this circle, so maybe the wind is just symbolizing or, like, adding on to that cold uh, temperature, like, just, like, cold winds. I don't know. But I understand it's kind of odd. To put it wind. seems a bit out of place. It yeah. seems like... Are you are you asking specifically what it's foreshadowing, or are you asking if it's foreshadowing? If it's foreshadowing, and if you guys have any ideas. Because, um, like, it's hard to, like, see, like, what's it foreshadowing in the text. Because, like... There's not... I mean, it depends on like what we associate wind with. Like, would we if we say wind is like a bad thing? Like, I feel like that's that would be relevant because like later in the canto it starts describing like Ptolemy who murdered Pompey after the Battle of Pharasalia, and it's also talking about how uh, it says his body by a or as I have done, his body by a demon is taken from him, where the thus after rules it until his time has wholly been revolt revolved. So I mean maybe it's like trying to I don't know, foreshadow is the best word, but I think trying I don't know, trying to foreshadow the fact that like cause this is when it just describes or explains that um, the people whose souls are in hell still haven't died yet. And I think right there it's describing, as I have done, his body by a demon is taken from him, where thus after rules it. So he's basically possessed for the rest of his time on earth until his time has wholly been revolved, until he dies. So I think it's maybe taught, like trying to reference something along the lines of like losing control or like, I'm not too sure, but I think it might be referencing the fact that like, the there's those people are still possessed or here let's say it says now art thou too dead and he to me how may my body fare up in the world no knowledge i possess such an advantage has this patom patolamia and that's who i was talking about earlier who murdered pompey after the battle of pharasalia so i think it's giving a prime example there of like just somebody who's in this specific sense and in the same kind of situation that uh i forgot the name but frar 
uh, give me one sec, I can give you the names, as, uh, it was, God, uh, this is gonna be wrong, but it was Frar something and like Brock, Bronx something, and it was like talking about them in the same sense as how their bodies are still, they're still like have earthly bodies, but they're possessed because of like their betrayals. And it's like, they're living an earthly life, but they're still being, their souls are still being tortured in hell. So it's like, I feel like it might be foreshadowing like that in the same sense, because it talks about Frar. I'm going to find the names. It talks about, yeah, I can't find it. It's, it's whoever Paul referenced earlier, and it was, I don't know if you guys can help me out here. I can't seem to find it. That's okay, you don't know the name. It was Fra or something and Brock something, and it was talking about how their bodies are still yet, like, left to roam on Earth, but they don't have any control of them. And was it I, Bronca de Oria? Yeah, and, and who was the other one? Um... I'm not sure Whatever So I think They're talking about Them in the same sense And it kind of actually Dips back to the other Kanto And it talks about How they don't have Free will And how how To Dante That is one of the Worst punishments That you can have Is losing your free will Because it's really One of the only things That you have control over So I think it might be Foreshadowing that In the same sense And that like We get to see The same ideas From our last Kanto Still kind of relevant In this Kanto I feel like that Might be one possibility Of what it could be Foreshadowing And perhaps it can be like Perhaps this can be like play a more significant role in like the last Kanto thirty four, in which kind of like wraps up Dante's uh, journey to he- to heaven. So yeah, that was a pretty entertaining Kanto, and uh, I'll hope to, to see, to hope to uh, yeah, do this again with you guys sometime. Okay. <laughs>